Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Um, by way of housekeeping, uh, too, um, we will follow what we did last year. Um, so this will be our last, well, till after this, January, we'll start up. Thank you, Linda. We, we, <laughs> we, we will start up in uh, January 4. January 4th. If, if I, somebody would just double check my homework there and see uh, that that should be the first Wednesday. In, You know, you're working out pretty good here tonight, you know. <laughs> so that, that, is, that, is, uh, that is excellent. So we, we will start back up then and... Uh, I'm sorry? Yeah, 2023. 2023. And uh, hopefully we'll get off on it. And it looks like we will start off with Chapter 9... When we start back up, we'll see how we do tonight, but we should get through the, uh, finish the uh, eighth chapter tonight. Uh, so that'll put us in chapter nine and uh, be the man barn, barn blind will be where we will start up, okay? We uh, uh, will not get there uh, tonight. I'm sorry? Oh, should I? Okay, okay. I just... Don't want to miss anything either, you know. All right. Um, now, last week we finished. We uh, when at eight o'clock we stopped, and uh, we I thought we did pretty good with the woman caught in adultery, but uh, we may uh, need to go back and um, make sure that we have covered all the all the bases there. Um, Nobody knows what Jesus was writing on the ground. Okay, get that? Nobody knows. 2,000 years, people have wondered what he wrote on the ground. We don't know. Uh, sometimes people think you're holding back some information. That, no, I'm not holding. I just don't know uh, what he was doing. Uh, all, I, I don't know what he was writing, I should say. One of the more interesting things, I think Daryl had come from you, is that uh, he, he wrote on the ground, and what it did was it distracted people from focusing on the woman uh, to focusing on other things, to be able to free uh, from that. I thought that was one of, one of the betters. Uh, and, and where did you get that, you, you were telling me? Uh, the Mirror Bible. Mirror Bible. Um, wor working through that, so... Um, I, I thought that was a really good piece of information. Um, the question, did Jesus forgive the woman caught in adultery? Trick question. Who said no? No, he did not. What did he do? He said is there anybody here to condemn you? She said what? No, sir. Nobody. Jesus said, 
I'm sorry, who got that? Somebody got it. Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Leave your life a sin or whatever you might add to that. You can do that. Uh, it wouldn't mistreat the text any. Okay, excellent. Uh, and uh, when, when we start back, we don't want to forget the first part of John, okay? Uh, starting with chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. All right? We want to keep uh, some continuity, right? Okay, we want to see, keep some con- continuity. Okay, uh, this is uh, Jesus's, we're starting this discourse of Jesus is the light of the world. And uh, again, now next uh, chapter, he will prove that he's the light of the world by uh, getting the man who's born blind to see. We will not do that tonight, but we will uh, do the discourse here, uh, beginning at Jesus is the light of the world. If you have, yes you do, if you have a sheet tonight, I assume you do. You look on the uh, back and you see the I am sayings. There are seven of those. That's one, one we will do tonight. Jesus is, number one, the bread of life. Number two, he is the light of the world. And uh, John loves doing this. He, this. I started in thinking about something today and I didn't get it worked out, okay? But John has had these 60 years to think about what Jesus meant when he said some things. And so John is passing on to us what he has learned from Jesus Green. There we go. We're in the green. Okay. John's been thinking about this for these 60 years. And I think it's very cool uh, that we're going to get what he has gotten, not only what Jesus said, but what he meant when he said those things. Now, remember, John has had time that all the words of Jesus has become true to him. In other words, he, I don't know how you were when you first gave your life to Christ. But when I first gave my life to Christ, I, I didn't know, I didn't know much. Okay. I, I sold a dog one time to a guy, a little pup, uh, a beagle dog to a guy. And then when the dog got bigger, I thought I'd take, take him out with, with my dogs and, and let him get a feel and learn how to, how to run rabbits. You know, that's what he's doing. He's hunting rabbits. And so he, he gets his dog, and we, we set him down, and my dogs are off running. And his dog is following us around. And his name was Lockwood. He, that was, no, that was the name of the guy. His, the guy I work with, okay, on the railroad. And, uh, and I was trying to make the dog look good because I sold him the dog. So he says, I said, well, he don't know nothing. And uh, Lockwood, he was, he was funny anyway. And he said, he not only doesn't know anything, he doesn't even suspect. <laughs> and that's me. 
when I first came to Jesus. I didn't know anything, except I thought Jesus died for me, buried, and rose again the third day. And, and so I come to, come to him not knowing anything. But after many of these years, so much of his words have not become true to me in my life. And at cr critical and crucial times in my life, that they become a lifeline, which I shared some with you in, out of the book of John uh, because I quit smoking and I had a book of the gospel, little book of the gospel of John. I kept it in my shirt pocket, so every time I wanted a cigarette, I'd get the book of John out. And uh, I tricked myself. But so, so John, even if he didn't know when Jesus first said these things and when, when he did first, some of his first actions, over the years, John has learned from his life experience and from his time of living with Jesus Christ what these words mean. Not only what they say, but what they mean. And so he's sharing that with us, and I think it's, it's just wonderful that we have it. And I want you to keep in mind, as, especially tonight as we, as we work through this, um, Mark says the name, referring to the person of Jesus Christ, Mark says the name Jesus 13 times. Luke says it 38 times. Matthew says it 151 times. But John says it a whomping 247 times he refers to Jesus as Jesus rather than Christ or Jesus Christ. Okay. And we, we got to think, why does John do that? Well, again, now he's lived with these for these 60 years, these memories and understanding of who Jesus is. And John wants to make sure we continue our gaze into the face of Jesus, the man Jesus. He wants to make sure we do that. While Christ, uh, uh, Paul will talk about Christ, because that's actually the way he met Jesus, as Christ on the road to Damascus, and the bright light, and the voice from heaven. And, and so that's how he met. So he, he, it's natural for him to refer to Jesus as Christ. But for John, it is Jesus, the man Jesus. And he wants us gazing into the face, keep us gazing into the face of Jesus. So when we read these words, uh, that's, wh that's where he wants to keep us, okay? All right, now we're uh, a chapter. We, we, we did the uh, woman caught in adultery. And you, and you know that most, um, how shall I say that? Um, people that work on the history of the text itself uh, will, will say that uh, we don't know where that story goes. Okay, many of your Bibles will have a note in, in your Bible about that. Okay, I just want you to keep that in mind that, that it's there. We're not going to do anything about it, but it's there. All right. Uh, light of the world. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Now, Jesus is saying, I am. And he knows what he's saying. This, this, when he says, I am here, he is thinking of, about the name of God that was given to Moses at the burning bush, where God says, I am that I am. Moses says, who will I say has sent me? 
And he says, tell them I am. I am that I am. Um, he is being itself. He's not existence. He is, I'm sorry? I, I know, I'm trying to make it huge when I say it, okay? I, I'm trying to get some of that weight to come to you. It's being. It's not just existence. We exist. God is being. There can be nothing without him. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Because he's being itself. And so when he says, I am, and, and, the, and the words, I, you know, is ego, I never pronounce these words right. Don't worry about pronunciation. Ego, emi. Ego, you know, where we get the word ego from, ego, emi. I, ego, am, in me, okay? And, and that's a formula for John. And I want you to get that in your head, okay? I am, two words, ego, in me, two words. Because later, he's going to make a play on those words to try to impress upon you that life is in the Son, Jesus Christ. And that's, of course, that's where he wants us to look. He wants us to look right in the face of Jesus and keep that look, okay? So he says, I am the light of the world. He is the light that without him there is no light. Okay. And, okay. And I am the light of the world. Now, he's not the light of the Jewish nation. Or is he the light of the Greek world? He's the light of the world. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's what we're going well, to get that down pat. Okay. As faulty as this world is, God loves it and has brought it light. Okay. All right. As faulty as this world is, I, forget, I was talking to somebody this week and, and they, we drifted off and we were, and, and I, I don't mind going there, okay? Well, we drifted off and going to talk about evil and the source of evil in the world. That's a good conversation, okay? I'm not sure we'll find anything there, okay? But we'll work at it if you want. But, but he is the light of the world. He comes into that world that is filled with evil. He comes into that darkness and gives it light. Have you noticed that uh, when you look out here, you can see them fishers at night. You can see them people out there fishing. You can see them, their light out there real easily out there in the dark. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be because a little bit of light and a lot of darkness will do well. A little, all right. Okay. So he says, I am the light of the world. Who, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness will have the light of life. Now there he's added something else there. The, the light is what? Life. So now not only can we see, but we get life. So he is the light of the world. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness, this is big. This is this is big for them. Okay, we've got if 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 you're if you're there 
and you say something, you have to have witnesses to bear that out. Okay. And Jesus is bearing his own testimony. Your testimony is not valid, and they're saying that because he's doing it himself. He's referring to himself and, and, and what is there. Okay. Uh, Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. For I know where I came from and where I'm going. Huge. Uh, when, he, when he does the washing of the feet, how many of you like that part, washing the feet? I, okay, are we all here? Right, yeah. I like that. <laughs> but, to, but the washing of the feet, you, know, you, you expect the Lord's Supper, and what do you get? Washing of the feet. Before he washes the feet, it says that he knew where he came from and he knew where he was going. If you settle those two questions in your life, you will know what to do today. And that's when he started washing feet. You settle those two questions. You, you kind of get that off your hands. You know what I mean? I, do you know what I mean? You kind of get it off your hands. Okay. In other words, I'm not worried about being saved anymore. I have trusted Jesus. I've done what I can. I've trusted him. I can do that. And I did that. Matter of fact, I wrote it in my Bible one time, the date that I did it again, just to, just to make sure that I had a good reference point, okay? I did that. I, I did a lot of other stuff, goofier than that, but, but I did that stuff, okay, because uh, I couldn't trust myself, and I knew that. And, so, and then I said, well, what does that mean? I, I, I know... That if something happens, which it will someday, I'll go to be with Jesus. So my future's taken care of. The only thing that's left what? Is what do I do today? How do I act today? And that's what Jesus says. I know where I came from, and I know where I'm going. Where'd he come from? The Father. The Father. Where's he going? The Father. The Father. That's where he's going. Uh, you, go ahead, please. What about the washing of the feet? I don't get it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I just don't understand it. So why washing the feet? Okay. What's it symbolic of? Uh, exactly. Now, now we'll, we'll do this in 13th chapter of John, okay? Oh, that's okay. No, 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 no. Let me do it now because it won't. Repetition is good. Okay. Uh, at the Lord's Supper, uh, they ate. I should call it the Lord's Supper. At the last, the last meal they had together, they ate, and it said that Jesus knew where he came from, and he knew where he was going, and he got up and, uh, and, and tied a cloth about him and began to wash the disciples' feet. And, uh, of course, Peter told uh, no, you, no, no. And I get that. It's embarrassing to have somebody wash your feet. Anybody here been to a foot washing? <laughs> See? I rest my case. I love foot washing. Yes. I, I have two. I, and was in seminary. A bunch of seminary students got together uh, and, and did it in, uh, Monday, Thursday. Uh, okay. Uh, and so they questioned him, well, 
There, there was no servant to do this. There was no servant to wash their feet. So who became the servant? Jesus, Jesus became the servant. That's who he is. He's the servant. And he says, now, if I have washed your feet, how much more should you wash each other's? Okay. So it's being a servant and being humble. And, uh, and I guess you all know that the Pope has someone come in and wash his feet. Uh, and he will wash others' feet, too. I don't know whether you know that or not. But around Easter, they, he does that. Show humility that he will serve in the most meaningful, yeah, in, in the simplest and uglier task of the servant, he will do it. Okay? And that, that's, what, that's what he does there. Uh, but it, but you'll, you'll find that phrase there that if he knows where he comes from and he knows where he's going, then you'll know, usually you'll know what to do today. And, that, and that, that, those, those are settled. But you have no idea where I came from or where I'm going. You, you don't know. You don't know. And so what are we supposed to do? Hang around him till we find out. And then we'll know where we come from. And we'll know where we're going. And when we know that, we can serve today in new and meaningful ways. Okay. All right, <clears throat> light of the world, and that light is life. Okay. If you remember toward the end of chapter 6, when Jesus looked at the 12 and said, will you also go away? And Simon Peter says, to whom would we turn? For thou hast the words of life. <clears throat> save my life. Just that phrase, save my life, when I heard that. Okay, uh, where are we going to go? Next slide. Uh, you judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself my other witness is the Father who sent me. Now, there's your, he's giving witness now to who he is and what he's about here, okay? All right, let's go to our next one. Then they ask him, where is your father? You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts near the place where the offerings were put. Yet no one seized him because his hour has not yet come. And this was a great place for him to be teaching uh, because he's in, the, he's in the court where everybody can go, okay? Next court is a court of women, and then you, you get uh, too far. You get restricted as you go in, uh, go in the temple. But that would be the place where he would have more freedom, that kind of thing. Go ahead. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. The law I, says if two or more, two or three witnesses, but one alone is none. So he's throwing it back at them using their laws to correct them. 
in, in, it, it's in their law that this witness is important. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Uh, okay, let's go to our, our next one. I think is our next one. Yeah, Roman numeral two. <clears throat> Once more, Jesus said to them, I'm going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. This made the Jews ask. And remember, when we use the word Jews here, we're talking about the authorities here. We're not talking about the average person, okay, because all the disciples were Jewish. Uh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> will he kill himself? Now, there they just talk that again. If you remember in chapter 6, we, they accused him of being a cannibal. And now here they're accusing him of, of suicide. Gee. Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. And so now, even though this world is corrupt, now remember, even though this world is corrupt, God loves the world. Okay, he's not giving up on it, okay? Um, but it is, it is corrupt. And so again, it is that source he's talking about. What's the source that you have? Where, where are you from? He said, I'm not from this world. I'm from above. Uh, I told you that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, you will indeed die in your sins. Who are you, they ask. Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. Again, he says it, and then he says it again, and then he says it again, and the hope is what? Yeah, that we might catch on and believe it. And I think we... Yes, yes we do. Yes, we do. Okay, uh, Jesus replied, let's go to our next slide there. I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is trustworthy, and what I have heard from him, I tell the world. Uh, Barclay says about this passage that we got a lot of themes that are woven together, and they're hard to get sometimes, okay? So... Uh, I know they are for me, and, and sometimes they're even hard to follow. So don't, don't worry about everything as you go by, okay? Get what you can. That's what I do. I get what I can. Uh, um, they did not understand that he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own but speak just what the Father has taught me. We'll come back to that. <clears throat> this is exactly what Mark does in his gospel. You, if, you, if you're reading Mark, you start out reading the gospel of Mark, you're reading Mark. Nobody knows who Jesus is in Mark except the demons. Nobody. So you're reading through Mark. 
got all this going on. Nobody knows who Jesus is except the demons. Then you get to the last of the book where Jesus is crucified and where he's dying on the cross. And the centurion says, surely this was the son of God. Boom. That's the only person in Mark that understands who he is. And when does he understand who Jesus is? Yeah, when he's on the cross dying for our sins. That's when you get it. And, 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 I, and I know that we get maybe tired of hearing some of those old hymns about dying on the cross for me. But that's where you can really understand who he is. When he is lifted up onto the cross, that's when you really start to, well, if you can see that, you're really starting to understand. I, I will just say it this way. Um, you're starting, when you see God's son nailed to the cross on your behalf, you're starting to understand his love for you. I don't know how to say it any different uh, than that, okay? But uh, that's him dying on your behalf. And again, it's lifted up. In chapter 12, we'll come back to the same idea of lifted up, okay? When he's lifted up, he'll draw all men to him, okay? That, that kind of idea, okay? Uh, okay. Where did I finish it? Oh, uh, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Wow. And I, I told you one place, he, he says, I, I do always those things I see the Father doing. It's like he can see God, and then he imitates him here on earth. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, it, yeah. But, but who can make that claim? Only Jesus. Only Jesus can make that claim. Even as he spoke, many believed in him. Okay. Okay, let's go to our next slide. Did we finish there? To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This, uh, this uh, passage that comes right in here is the best uh, demonstration that uh, the disciple is described more clearly in this passage than almost any single passage in, in the Bible. Okay? It, so if you read this, it'll, it'll talk about the disciple. If you hold to my teachings... You are really my disciple. So, so I'm on the railroad, and uh, I, I, I took Jesus as being the Lord of my life. Okay? So I'm, I'm on the railroad. And, of course, I'm witnessing to everybody, you know. Again, I was, I was ready to storm hell with a water bucket. I'm telling you, I was, go, I was, I was ready, okay? And I never will forget, this. the name was uh, Norman. And uh, Norman says to me, he says, I'll talk to you 10 years from now and let's see what you're doing, 10 years from now. 
And uh, all, that's all he was saying is, if you stick to this for 10 years, I'll listen to you. You know, I don't know whether he meant it or not. You know, I never did see him. I mean, at the end of 10 years, I didn't see him. You know, I'd already left. I left the railroad, so. Uh, but if, if, if you hold to his teachings, and you can do that, you can do that, you can hold to his teachings, then you are truly his disciples. Okay? Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And this is, what does the truth set you free from? Oh, uh, when, when he speaks the truth, to he, he, truth can't, we, we, we don't have truth without Jesus. Okay, we'll see that a little bit later. Okay, he'll say, I am the, truth, uh, the way, the truth, and the life. So you don't have truth without Jesus, but, but uh, how, how, will, uh, how will knowing the truth set you free? Or I'm going, I put me down for that, yeah. If Jesus says it, it'll, it'll be true. Go ahead. Oh, very good, very good. So, uh, from yourself. From yourself. That's good. you guys are getting all my notes here. <laughs> that is excellent. Yeah. So, so, so let's uh, let's let's talk about that uh, uh, freedom uh, from fear and freedom from self. Okay. I remember. I stood here and talked to you uh, about not being afraid, uh, about not being frightened would be a better way to say that in English. And uh, Kathy and I, was, she's talking about her experience seeing some horses. Uh, let's suppose you're, anybody here done much riding? Suppose you're riding down a nice trail, everything's quiet, nice quiet horse and, and uh, pleasant conversation maybe with somebody you're with, and all of a sudden a rabbit darts across the path, and what usually does a horse do when they see that? <laughs> They'll whirl and run or rear. Or do, in other words, they have an immediate frighten, and it's built into them, and they need that. Uh, we can talk about some other time about that. But that's what Paul, uh, when, he, when he says, uh, don't be terrified, that's what he's using that word there, of that sudden fear. Uh, and and you, you, you might even have that built into your system, how you respond to certain things. You have, so you have sudden fear. And he says, don't be terrified of anything. Don't, don't be afraid of anything in, in that sense, okay? Uh, now, hot stove, you, you need to leave it alone, but you don't have to be afraid of it. You just need to leave it alone, okay? Uh, and, and rattlesnakes, uh, they'll probably act like a rattlesnake, and so I wouldn't be messing with them, okay, unless you really know what you're doing. Okay. But, but I'm just saying, if you know the truth, uh, then you don't, you don't have to be afraid. Just get out of the way. Sometimes. Sometimes get in the way. 
next thing, I think Jerry brought it up, is he'll save you from yourself. How many of you need to be saved from yourself? <laughs> Come on, let's be honest here. How, tr how truthful you want to be? <laughs> so, so I, need, I need to be saved from myself, my stupid self. <laughs> and he'll do that. He'll help you with that. Yeah, he'll, he'll, help, he'll help you see. I, somebody said to me one time, Barry, won't you just come down off of your high horse? And that language spoke to me, and I, he, was, he was absolutely correct. I needed to give up some of my foolish pride so I could move on in life. And so that's another way of Jesus saving you from yourself, you know, so... So he'll do that, okay? He will, he will save you. We want to do at least one more, because I want to do one more, unless you got one too. He'll save you from the power of sin. I'm not sure all how he does this, but I know he does it. He will save you from the power of sin. Now, Paul will talk about it, and I love the way Paul talks about this. Paul said, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. That's a, he's saying the same thing Jesus is saying here. When sin comes knocking at your door, which it does, and it will, until you tire it out so much, it'll go to a, another place that might be more fruitful for it. You don't have to answer. Number one, you're not terrified. You don't have that sudden fear to make you do something stupid because very often that sudden fear will make you do something stupid and it'd be the very worst thing you probably could do in a situation. But you don't have to do that anymore. And, and Paul says you're dead indeed and sin you because you can't even hear it. Can't say, well, I don't know. I don't have to answer that door. I'm, I'm dead to that stuff. I'm dead to that. And... Uh, Sin pretty will lose its power over you. It may come back once in a while. I quit smoking. I don't know how old I was when I did that. Was had to be the maybe the late sixties. I quit smoking, and uh, the demon of nicotine hung around for a long time. <laughs> So I, I've, but I didn't have to answer that. And thanks be to God, I did not. Boy, I was tempted a couple of times. Man, man, get behind me. <laughs> Somebody walked to me one time, and I, I realized how cruel that was at the time, and had a lit cigarette and said, here, you can have a puff of this. And I remember uh, that, and I, but I know that that was just being cruel uh, to a person that's trying to quit smoking to do something of that nature. Um, but thanks be to God, I'm dead indeed unto sin and alive unto God. But it'll hang around for a while. And uh, But I love that way, way Paul talks about it there too, okay? And uh, uh, you'll know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Yeah. And when you, when you know the truth, you might be like Alice in Wonderland in the land of Oz. You get 
And you get there, all you, what's behind the screen is just an old man with gray hair and a big microphone. You might. I thought that was good. I didn't go over as well as I thought it would, but I thought that was good. Uh, yeah. I mean, some, some things just don't have the power that they say they do. And if you ain't afraid, you might challenge them. But you'll just have to put it down right here. This is a spot where you'll have to fish or cut bait. Daryl. Excellent. He's been under a lie until we come to the truth, who is Jesus. And that, that word teaching there is logos, or logos, which is where we get our word for uh, logic. And what Jesus has come to do is to bring the mind of God, his plan, his logic, and saying, okay, this is the truth. This is my plan. That's what he came to show us is the truth about Excellent. who we are, you know, in Christ, because we become a new creation. Excellent. So. And this is a name first used in the Gospel of John, the word Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. The word there is logos. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Daryl. You'll know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I suggest you do the best you can to understand the truth. The truth in the face of Jesus Christ, the truth about the world that you live in, the truth even about yourself and your relationship. Linda. Oh, yes. I have not arrived yet, which is brought clear to me already tonight one time, okay? But <laughs> that's private joke. But yes, it is. And uh, what we were talking about, Linda, is you never arrive. Look at you. Look at you. You're, you're here trying to learn something. You could have stayed home tonight, but you got up and got around and got here. Kudos for you for that. You're probably in the top 10% of, of the whole population of the United States do, doing. Well, you really are. Okay, and if you got a written goal, you're in the top 5%. I'm just telling you, you yeah, it, it, and just take your time. It is a process, but you can trust God to lead you to, to what you need to know. You can trust him to do that. It may, you may have to read a book, you you, you may have to read the word, the Bible, you, you, no, but whatever you have to do is fine, okay, because that's your path, okay? Thank you. Thank you for not. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, Pastor, my name's Stephen, and he was talking about the, the cleansing of the feet, and something that I always thought of was when I read that, that the cleansing of the feet was kind of symbolic to 
cleansing the path that you're going to be walking in life. And so I, I, I was just wanting to get your take on yes. that. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and of course, you get your feet because that's your everyday walk. Right. You'll need to be washed all over. If you remember the, the discussion with Simon Peter there, you'll need to be washed all over because you're already saved. Remember we settled that because you know where you come from? Okay? You know where you're going, so you know you're saved. You know you're going to heaven. So you don't need to be washed all over. He said, and, but, but Jesus said, just your feet because that's your everyday walk. You need to make sure you stay clean as you can uh, on your everyday walk. Thank you. Okay. Uh, are we still in three? No, I think there's just two verses there. Rem, remain in the world. Knowledge of the truth. The results of freedom. Did a really good job talking about that, I thought. One of my favorite subjects, too, is the freedom of humanity, uh, uh, humans. What does it mean to have freedom to us humans? What does that mean uh, for us? And obviously, Jesus had freedom. He's coming as a carpenter's son. And, here, and now he's addressing the whole temple complex. He talked about the power of the individual. And no seminary to guide him. I'm sorry? And no seminary to guide him. <laughs> <laughs> he's right, he's right. Yeah, there's no, yeah, he's not like this whomping, educated individual that knows how to do this, okay? And a lot of times, that's the way, th it's the way change happens is somebody who is completely outside the system is able to speak to the system. And that's what Jesus is trying to do here. He's trying to speak to the system. Yeah. All right. Let's go to our next slide there. Freedom and slavery. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Remember I just spoke about pride? Boy, I'll tell you. There is pride. In the, in the book of Matthew, uh, Jesus is, uh, no, it isn't Jesus. It's John the Baptist. Uh, they start bragging about their Abraham children, and, that kind of, and, and John the Baptist says, if God wanted to, he could raise up children to Abraham from these stones. <laughs> And, of course, he's, he's trying to get them not to rest on their DNA. Not to rest on that. Uh, don't do that. Don't, don't even rest on your history or, or, your, or your laurels. In, the, in the Bruce Springsteen's song, Glory Days, I hope... <laughs> I hope you all have better days than you had whenever you were seniors in high school, okay? I hope you've moved on from that, all right? I know guys that haven't. <laughs> I've known women that didn't want to. But try to move on from that, okay? From your history and from your DNA. You are not limited to your DNA. 
Matter of fact, there may be things in your family that you need to absolutely change. <laughs> Thank you. And it's when you realize that, it's your job to change it for the future. And how do you do that? By being, by existing different. And by saying, I know what I don't need to do. And I know what will bless the future. This will bless the future, not that. There. So don't rest in your DNA. God can... Re oh, oh, go ahead. Daryl, here you go again. Yeah, I didn't even go back that far, to be honest with you. I just went to Babylon, and they're, and they're all, as, as they talk, they are in captive of the Romans. <laughs> okay, so we're on the same page with that, yeah. And so they're telling a lie to begin with. Either that or they're terribly confused. Uh, so, excellent, okay. I'm sorry? <laughs> so, yeah, there, there, yeah, yeah. And Jesus said, very, uh, truly, truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, uh-oh, you shall be free indeed. And I think it's the preaching of our pastor that has brought this, at least in these last few years, to me time and time again, is that prodigal son uh, coming home and the father running out and, and embraces him and kisses him and then begins to instruct the slaves. But he's coming back wanting to be a servant. Because he said, all the servants eat better than I'm eating here in a pig pen. They all eat better, you know. So I'll go back and be a servant. So he's going back with being a servant in his mind. He's going back. But the father don't even hear him. The father does what? Gives him his position as sonship back. That's what he does. And that means he's there permanently. Some, a slave can be dismissed at any time. You're done here. Go, go someplace else. But a family, the son can, no, the, the son is there for how long? Forever. For, I'm sorry? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If, if you haven't, if you have not experienced the freedom of the presence of Jesus Christ in your life, I pray that it would happen to you and you would know that joy because you'll want to come back to it and back to it and back to it, and you should because the Son wants you to be free, and then you are free indeed. And when you see that indeed, so if the Son just set you free, you shall be free indeed, what that means is in reality, in truth, 
In other words, your freedom will be real. It won't be some idea or something to discuss. It'll be real in your life. Your actions will change because you are free. You'll be free indeed. In your deeds, you will show that you are free. Does that help you that way? In your deeds, you will show that you are free. And what you do will change because of the freedom that you've experienced in Jesus Christ. Yeah. You'll know it for yourself, and then pretty soon others say, what's wrong with him? Well, she's acting different than she is. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, let me see. We've got a few more minutes here. Let's... I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. I, tell, I am telling you what I have seen in my father's presence, and you are not doing what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said, then you would do what Abraham did. A couple of, couple of things that Abraham did was he left his hometown and headed for a land he did not know. And that's your journey in following Jesus Christ. When you say yes to Jesus Christ, you begin to follow him he will take you places you never heard of. Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful for that, too. <laughs> I am so thankful for that. <laughs> uh, as it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. How did, how did Abraham treat God? If you read that 18th chapter of Genesis, I love that. Here, here comes the three visitors. And God's in there someplace. I don't know where he's at. Okay. He, the three visitors come to see And then you got this old man who's scurrying about because they, they, they would stay for dinner. And he's scurrying about trying to get dinner together and, and, and get his wife involved in cooking some bread so they can have this great uh, goat roast together. And they do, and they do. But that's how he treated God when God showed up. That's how he treated him. And now here, what are they doing? They're trying to kill the messenger. They're trying to kill him. Let me see. You are doing, oh, you're doing the works of your father. Uh, we are not illegitimate children. They, I, I wonder if this is aimed at Jesus here. I wonder if they were calling him illegitimate, you know, because Mary was pregnant, you know, and that kind of thing. I, I, I don't know that for sure, okay, but I, it just smacks of that to me, that, they're, that they actually got that aimed at him. Uh, uh, it, it comes out clear someplace, one of the other Gospels, it comes out a little bit clearer that they actually said such things about Jesus. Uh, but uh, the only father we have is God himself. Okay, let's go on. Uh, can I redeem those minutes now, Frank? <laughs> I'm glad you liked that, Adam. <laughs> the, 
No, we, we're, we're good. We're, we're good. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I, there was some more argument. I think I wanted us to get. Let's go, let's go to the next one. Jesus said, that if, if uh, God were your father, you, you would love me, for I have come from God. I have not come of my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. Okay? They just can't hear it. And that'd be good discussion some night. Uh, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the fa father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Okay. Uh, I was told early on that there's few people that will actually tell you the truth. Uh, one of them is someone who loves you deeply more than even they love themselves. That person will tell you the truth. Um, few other people will tell you the truth. Okay, uh, I don't know how much we... Uh, can any one of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why... Don't you believe me? Whatsoever belongs to God hears and what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Jews answered him, aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? There, that's the way to answer that. That's an intelligent answer. Yeah, wow. I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I tell you, whosoever obeys my word will never see death. I think we better quit that. Anyway, excellent, guys. Uh, excellent discussion tonight. I might say excellent discussion tonight. And uh, I know there is, Linda. <laughs> I have a promise. I have a promise to keep, Okay. We, we will not leave these verses out, okay? We will do them. We have, a, we have a commitment here, and we will do it. The commitment is to read every word inside this time and discuss it till we're done with it. Okay, I promise I won't leave it out, Linda. I promise. Okay. I'm sorry? We're, we're, we got to quit. We're, our time is up. No, no. We we'll we'll come we'll come back to it. No, there's no big hook here. Okay, I understand. Okay, Lord, we I want to pray. I want to close the prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the time we've had to read and discuss it. Lord, bless us as we make our efforts to follow Jesus Christ. Strengthen us and separate us from the sin that so easily besets us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.